Welcome to the Pete on Software podcast, where we program with passion. This is the podcast that discusses technology, the business side of software, and the tech people that drive our industry. And now, here's your host, Pete Shearer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of the Pete on Software podcast. Today, I want to talk about older developers. I'm getting up there in age for a developer, and this is a topic that I think about from time to time. There's definitely a mentality that pervades our industry, and that is that programming and development is a young man's game. If you doubt that's true, let's dig into it for a little bit. Just to begin, Craig Barrett, who was a former chief executive officer of Intel Corporation, famously remarked that the half-life of an engineer, software or hardware, is only a few years. And Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook has blurted out that young programmers are superior, though I don't know if his ego is going to let him say that for in about another decade or so. TechCrunch has said, engineering is an up or out profession. You either move up the ladder or face unemployment. This is not something that tech executives publicly admit because they fear being sued for age discrimination, but everyone knows that this is the way things are. Why would any company hire a computer programmer with the wrong skills for a salary of $150,000 when it can hire a fresh graduate with no skills for around $60,000? Even if it spends a month training the younger worker, the company is still far ahead. The young understand new technologies better than the old do and are like a clean slate. They will rapidly learn the latest coding methods and techniques, and they don't carry any technology baggage. As well, the older worker likely has a family and needs to leave by 6 p.m., whereas the young can pull all-nighters. David Vaskovich, who was a senior vice president and CTO at Microsoft, said in 2008 that he believes that younger workers have more energy and are sometimes more creative. But there's a lot that they don't know, and can't know until they gain experience. So Microsoft aggressively recruits for fresh talent on university campuses and for highly experienced engineers from within the industry, one not at the expense of the other. David acknowledged that the vast majority of new Microsoft employees are young, but said this is so because older workers tend to go into more senior jobs and there are fewer of those positions to begin with. It's all about hiring the best and brightest, he said. Age and nationality are not important. In a discussion on Hacker News, users had some very apt points to make about what a long programming career might be like. One of the things they said was, if all you do is, quote, write code, then you have to be prepared to write the same code in a new paradigm several times. One commenter named Chuck MCM wrote, relearning most of your job skills every few years starts to get annoying the 20th time you've had to do it, another commenter uh, called Bain said. One person even suggested that the solution to being too old at 30 was simple. They should retire at 40. So developers often skew young because older staff can grow tired of relearning their skills each time a new platform comes out. Second, and more importantly, companies frequently hire younger, inexperienced programmers to perform the same work for a cheaper salary. This leaves veteran engineers with the option of either moving up into a managerial role which may involve overseeing other developers rather than actually programming firsthand. This work can be less creatively fulfilling than building an app with, with your bare hands. So that all makes sense. It doesn't take much imagination to imagine a world where a person has grown tired of building the same forms over data application over and over again. He built it using Perl and CGI, and then he built it in classic ASP, and then he built it in ASP.NET, and then he built it in Ruby on Rails, and then he built it in Node. Yeah, there's some excitement to learning a new stack, but the day-to-day grind could really wear on somebody if they only stayed in that sort of development. But 
is there actually an issue with older programmers? In 2011, Peter Nago looked at the age distribution of 37,400 Stack Overflow users and found the age with the most of developers was 27, with just over 2,500 of those, and the population halving every six to seven years after that, and by age 40, there were only just over 500 users. In a more recent study, Patrick Morrison and Emerson Murphy Hill of North Carolina State University looked at the age distribution of over 84,000 Stack Overflow users and found a mean age of 29 with a standard deviation of 7. Assuming a normal distribution, this suggests that 97.5% of developers are age 43 or younger. So first off, let's think about this. First off, the median age for computer programmers, 42, software developers, 39, and web developers, 37, are all younger than for the general labor force, which is 42, and professionals in general, 43. This is in America. Looking at the distributions across age groups, when computer programmers, software, and web developers are combined into one group, we see that over 60% of them are aged 22 to 44, or 25 to 44, as compared to 43% for all workers and 48% of professionals. So only 30% of programmer developer population is 45 or older, compared to 35% and 38% for all workers and professionals. So uh, we're looking at statistically 5 to 8% um, less uh, percentage points. This indicates that while programmers are younger than the general workforce, and professionals in general, the Stack Overflow population was even younger than the general programmer population. So that's important because if you're in a certain echo chamber, things like social media, Twitter, or whatever, sites like Stack Overflow, Reddit, Hacker News, you start to think that that's all there is. The truth is that there are a lot of programmers out there who don't actively engage in those sites, so their demographic isn't counted and their voices aren't heard in things like this. So one thought is this. I'm 38 years old right now as I record this. I started doing programming in my early 20s, and I was pretty early on in the internet thing. So someone who started at 20 in 1995, as the web was starting to get big, would only be 41 years old right now. There were obviously programmers before that, but the huge tech boom was in the 90s. Heck, even as PCs got huge in the 80s, someone who started then would only be in their early 50s right now. I think the tech industry itself is limiting the age of its participants because the industry just isn't mature enough to have developers at these kinds of ages. That isn't to say there aren't people who are actively actively working who were programming in the 70s. There are. I know one who writes in COBOL and is about to retire. We're re actually rewriting his green screen mainframe applications to more modern platforms so these businesses uh, can retire the mainframes and not have to support COBOL anymore. But by and large, most people programming today started since the boom in the mid to late 90s and that was only 20 years ago. So if they started working full-time right out of high school, they'd be 18 years old, the average graduating age, plus the 20 years that have elapsed, and hey, they'd be 38 years old, just like me. So as a profession, the number of programmers and developers is rising more and more as things become more connected to the internet, and more and more things are digitized and put online. Paper processes are going away, and programmers are the ones doing it. So the demand for programmers is rising, and we don't even have enough programmers to fill in all the roles that we have right now. Throwing away programmers doesn't seem to make sense in that light. Also, while Silicon Valley makes news headlines, there are tons of programmers in Des Moines and Birmingham and Omaha that don't get the publicity in the headlines or the TV shows or whatever, right? Not all programming jobs are this mythical 80-hour workweek deal that was mentioned earlier. That's a more of a startup culture 
than truly a developer culture. And there's a big difference. People tend to think that startup is all there is because of shows like Silicon Valley or betas or, you know, um, the Facebook movie, social, uh, social network, things like that. That's what they get in their mind when they picture programmers. But that's not the majority of programming in the United States. What about the other idea? We have certainly people do move up and out of programming. Some people are programmers and they just aren't passionate about that specific work and they're looking for more money and more responsibility in a corner office and they might look to get promoted. Just like being the best banking teller doesn't mean you'll be the best manager, doesn't mean the best programmers make the best managers either, but promotions often happen that way and that's, that's life. There are more people who are looking for, there are people who are looking for more stability or more indifferent work, so they might look to get out of the trenches. Likewise, some developers may hate programming in general and may look to get into project management or product management. There are a lot of options in, this tech, in, this, in technology in general. But at its core, if all you are is a guy who translates someone else's specs into code, you certainly are replaceable with a junior programmer or two. Still might be cheaper. You can easily be outsourced. The most successful outsource scenarios are when you already have well-defined things and you just need them built. This is true for manufacturing. This is true for coding. That's why I spend a lot of time talking about soft, sp- soft skills on this podcast. Communication, leadership, other business topics. You need to become more than just a guy who takes an order for a Big Mac and asks if they want fries with that. If you want to move into management, that's fine. You'll need those skills. If you want to be a valuable programmer who makes it 30 plus years in your position, that's fine. You'll need those skills. There certainly is age discrimination. Don't get me wrong. Don't mishear me. But I don't think that it's too much greater than what people face in any industry. My dad was a retail manager for years, and as he ended the, near the end of his career, he had a tough time finding work after a company that he worked for closed because he was older and they expected, well, I'm only going to get maximum 10 years before he retires. Do we really want to invest in him? You know, older people, there is ageism in the United States. There is ageism in all industries. This isn't related to tech. I don't think it's any more than that. I think the problem is a little overblown. Um, Like I said, I think the industry itself, due to the age of the popularity of it and the growth of the jobs, I don't think that people have just gotten a chance to grow old in their jobs yet. So that's what I think. Uh, My pick of the week this week is kind of interesting. You can find it over at playground.tensorflow.org, T-E-N-S-O-R-Flow.org. It allows you to play with a neural network in your browser. You can set the problem type, whether you're classifying or regression testing, the number of nodes, the number of iteration, the ratio of training data to test data, the amount of noise you want to introduce, the batch size, just tons of stuff. And then you can watch it work. On top of that, if you scroll down, you get some explanation if you, like me, weren't entirely sure what you were looking at, but it just sounded like something really smart that you should know about. So that's it for this week, this week's podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up at Pete on Software on Twitter or at PeteOnSoftware.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.